0: All right. Today we've got Jose Herrero. Jose, thanks for making the time. Thank you, Joe. Great to be here. All right. Uh, Standard first question. Refresh our memories. What were you doing before INSEAD started or before you went to INSEAD? And what have you been up to for the last 20 years?
1: Uh, Well, uh, before Inset, I actually um, was working in Switzerland, in Deloitte Consulting. I was one of those who had taken a bit of uh, time in uh, consulting my um, for, if you will remember my education, I'm a software engineer. So I started my my first year of my career was in, in software, software development. I transitioned then towards more like system integration. And, and I was part of uh, the Lloyd team in Switzerland, working with, you know, system integrations, strategy operations. So I was there for three, four years. And then I went to INSEAD, um, where I had a great time. I met you there and many other great people. And since there, I uh, my life took a bit of a turn. Some funny things happened right after INSEAD. I was one of those who uh, went to uh, Wharton for an exchange after our promotion, and in the summer between uh, inseat and uh, and Wharton going to the US, I was uh, I already got my offer to to do something after after inseat and I uh, was traveling in, uh, around northern Europe with some INSEAD friends. One of them was uh, Alex Alex Keloff the last man standing with me, and uh, we ended our trip in in Norway, of all places of, uh, in the world, and uh, we're passing here a couple of days and. Through some uh, common friends, I, um, I, uh, I, I met my now uh, partner, my wife, and that took, uh, took me to this part of the world in Norway. Um, after INSEAD, I went to uh, Bain, took that path of spending uh, time wanting to learn more about businesses, learn more the toolkit. Being, having been an engineer, I didn't know much about business other than that what I learned at INSEAD. And I went to Bain. I was spent there about 10 years working in uh, strategy, corporate strategy, business strategy, uh, P, private equity advisory work. Where were you based with with Bain? Uh, I started in Madrid. uh, The Madrid office, if you remember, 2003 was not the best uh, market. And there was quite a lot of of interest for getting you to your home country, even though I was uh, living outside Spain. So I went back to Madrid, where I'm from. And I started there, but qu- very quickly I moved to the UK, so I was part of the London office at Bain, and then I came in the Nordics and, and, and moved to this part of the world where I've been since 2008. Uh, yeah, curious, curious, fun fact, I was the first uh, employee of Bain, Norway, uh, being uh, Spanish, so a, a small, uh, a small achievement. Sorry, the first, the first Spanish that was the first, the first employee or the first employee period. The first employee of Bain in Norway was me, which is you know not a very Norwegian person, so I was, uh, uh, I was out here opening the office. So yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. And and you've been in Norway ever since.
1: Yes, ever since in Norway, uh, I was uh, at Bain until uh, I think 2013, and then I've moved on with other roles, but always kept uh, kept in Norway. All right. So let's
0: let's let's sidetrack a little bit because this is really interesting you know a a, there's that's probably about as culturally different uh as europe gets you know from 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 spain to to norway what it's what's it like you know you've probably almost spent as much time in norway now as you have in spain for 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 your life like how how is it for a, a southern european to to you know integrate with in a place like norway
1: yeah, I mean, I came, as I say, you know, to Norway, not because of the weather and the food being Spanish, but uh, other other reasons took me here. Uh, we, we We normally say in this part of the world, I'm a love refugee, one of those who call love refugee because <laughs> there are many, many Norwegians that go abroad and bring their partners. No, it's actually been great. Um, um, I mean, I, I introduced earlier, but I've, I'm a Spanish who I moved to Switzerland and with a, a small stint in, in Spain back. Then I moved to the UK. Then I actually moved to Sweden for a period and then Norway. So my parents say that it's a common trail. You are always go north and colder. I'm a bit used to that uh, northern mentality. I like it. It's, a, it's actually a great place to live, very high quality of life, uh, very nice people um, with a lot of nature. Oslo is a fantastic city um you know you have uh, i can today it's a skiing uh, snowing as i told you a lot i could take the bus and go skiing if i want Uh, even outside my home i can pull the cross-country skis and go for a round but at the same time i live by the beach so in summer i can go swimming or sailing so it's a a fantastic a fantastic place to to live it's just a, a bit outside of the of the kind of um, close to many many interesting places in the world. It takes a little bit to travel, but other than that, logistically, it's a great place to live.
0: Yeah, and and you you um, you have somewhat of a family connection to another INSEAD person. You you and Brent got a, like a group deal on Norwegian wives. Uh, who, yes. uh, who who met who met who first, and what's what's the relation?
1: Yeah, we we have a, a lot of connections because um you know we we were friends at INSEAD and. I met my wife first, and then I introduced them. Although he was faster in marrying, uh, I'm not married, but he yeah. married. So, but uh, my my wife and uh, Brian's wife are cousins, so in a way we are relatives now, uh, <laughs> and we also work at the same we also work at the same company today. So we share a lot, and it's uh, it's great. Well, let, let's get back to the professional
0: stuff. So, well, I, th- I think we got to uh, to to being at Bain for ten years. Uh, yeah. Th- then what?
1: Yeah, so I was at Bain, as I say, for 10 years. It was a fantastic period. I learned at all. I love every minute. It uh, was, uh, for me, a defining place where you are working in really interesting stuff with, you know, really great people, learn a lot, great culture. After, I, I always knew I didn't want to be a consultant a long time, like a full, full life career consultant. And I was starting to get this itching of what to do. I have a, a great client of mine who was a portfolio company of a private equity fund um, that um, I, I was working on in the portfolio. And I saw an interesting opportunity to get handsome operational experience, uh, kind of manage a business, run a business. So I, I decided to move on and I, know this, I moved to uh, this company. They are called Navico. Is a company that makes marine electronics for ships, navigation, staff equipment, whether you put it in a small sailing boat there in San Diego where you are or in a big super tanker, right, to navigate those uh, radars, sonars, all these type of products. And I decided to join there. I was uh, I came as a head of a strategy and then I got uh, the opportunity to lead a new business, which was the commercial uh, part of the business, uh, the part that is moved with uh, commercial maritime. Uh, ships and maritime equipment and I was there for about three years. Um, it was a very global role, a maritime, being in maritime. Uh, I had a global team of around 35 people. My first person started in Sydney and the last one in Seattle and I spoke with them, all of them, almost every day. So it was a uh, really a grounding task and I had uh, my clients all over the world so I had to spend a lot of time flying to the you know Asia, South America, the US for 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 work, um, it was very very intense. I learned a ton. A, a ton. I it was a fantastic operational experience to drive the business. We grew that business from you know it was a small division around fifteen million dollars to forty million dollars or so in the space of three years through organic and M did three MA, put them in together in a kind of more tack on uh, acquisition. So it was a lot of um, a lot of learning extremely intense as i say because we were um, all over the world and it was uh, kind of almost 24 7 and we were owned by private equity uh and it was uh, um, the fund did uh exit to another of their funds so there was no uh, uh, liquidity event for the employees but i needed to decide whether uh, i stay there for another turn of equity five to seven years five to six seven years and um, i already had my third kid well they came in a pack in a pack of two so i had <laughs> twins uh and with that life i say i was uh, uh traveling five days a week every week i was uh i was a bit outside home and and i was starting to to have to take a decision whether i want to do that for as i say a long period and and then i was uh, thinking on my future and i found the opportunity of the place i'm in Actually, Brent connected me to to that opportunity, and, uh, and I decided to join the place where I am now. It's a company called Gelato. Uh, we don't make ice creams, although it sounds a, a very um, tempting uh, business. We don't make ice creams. I will, um, um, we are um, a software company that is actually kind of transforming the way manufacturing is done today. We are um, um, a, a production on demand company, a platform where we are able to manufacture in a different way that the traditional manufacturing comes. We manufacture items personalized uh, on demand, meaning we don't have any stock, and we do it all over the world. We produce locally. So today we are able to um, in pick a, a one of our customers, which are normally e-commerce brands, take one of their orders to fulfill a product, and we can uh, manufacture and ship it in reach around 5 billion consumers in 70, 48 to 72 hours, right? So, and all of that without owning any any production assets. We, we use technology to produce uh, digitally. Also, everything we make is uh, up to a copy of one or unique, whether it is 2D today and in the future will be 3D printing as well. So that's a, a little bit. The benefits of what we do, just to tell you a little bit, is we um, um, allow... Um, global trade in a more sustainable way. We can help to move from the kind of mass production paradigm where you centralize production and then you logistically ship it around the world. We actually take it, we fragment it, and we produce it where the customer is, which is much more sustainable. It's part of our value proposition. Uh, Much, much better customer experience because your products get delivered at the e-commerce type of service level. 48 hours you can get your product um, yeah, and that's uh, that's a little bit of where I am now as the CFO of the company. Yeah, and how, how has your role at the company
0: evolved? What have you been you've – been, you've been there for seven years now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, close to eight years, seven and a half years. So I started doing more business development partnerships, uh, taking uh, – was the uh, leading one part of the business. that were consumer business. We have a consumer business and a platform business. And then I gradually uh, became much more involved with the overall um, strategy, working with the CEO and the leadership team to put together our kind of capital market story, where did we wanted to take the company, prepare for uh, another round of funding. And around, yeah, I'm close to my fourth year now, I became the CFO, so I transitioned that and I'm now the CFO of the company.
0: Great, great. can you talk a little bit about you? You, you were at Bain, and you, you were mentioning the private equity thing. Bain's got a really kind of unique uh, private equity practice. My understanding is that they're they're sort of a fund, but presumably they're also consulting to other funds and you know help helping them with with other stuff. Um, kind of, what what did you learn there, and what did you take with you? Because it sounds like. Part of presumably part of your reason for joining these going going to industry, as they say, was to you know get some get some get your hands dirty operationally.
1: Yeah, I mean, what we do, Bain, Bain Consulting and Bain Capital, would maybe refer to different entities. So, Bain Consulting, Mm -hmm. where I was, is not an investment firm; it's a consulting strategy management consulting firm. We were very close with, I would say, ninety percent of the leading funds, uh, helping them in both conduct the due diligence, the strategic and commercial due diligence when they're going to buy a new asset, understanding the the kind of validating their hypothesis on the plan commercially, uh, doing a bunch of research and analysis to say whether we think our opinion on that deal. And then once the deal is closed, we work closely with the management and the fund to create what we call the 100-day plan or value creation plan. And then many times we work either overall project managing that value creation plan or working on different streams, whether it is cash optimization, uh, reducing inventories or much more commercial topics, pricing sales force effectiveness. so quickly get the, the the assets to start kind of sweating that equity and put to productively work. Um, you learn a ton and when you do um, some of these things are very intense obviously because these transactions have a very um, kind of speed to uh, timing is, is very important analyze an industry, cut it, rethink about what is driving the assets, what is driving the industry, how they position. And uh, you do that almost um, in the space of a very short time. You're constantly changing uh, the industry. So one of the things I learned that I take with me today is how to uh, structure and understand uh, you know, uh, the operational dynamics of an industry, validate it, uh, a bunch of creating giving comfort and confidence on assertions through analysis and being able to 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 develop a perspective on on what is the the opportunity and the potential of the company and then what i learned which is i think maybe uh, different and where i am where i am today is i learned i wanted to work in areas where the pace was high some of my clients you know when you work with large corporates they have a different pace than when you work with a smaller company that is owned by a private equity fund the the kind of focus and 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 uh, urgency to act and drive change is much much uh, different and i really appreciate that being much more uh, oriented to what drives the value of the business and how do you propel that that value and how do you uh, make sure that everybody's aligned on that on that same journey i think that that dynamic is something that i take with me and and today I work with um, many of our investors, our venture capital funds or PE funds, and and, and I use many of that kind of toolkit and, and experience that I learned to operate and work with them. So I find I find it extremely extremely helpful in, in my work. Interesting. So and
0: now you've been in you've been working in Norway for what? 15, 17 years. I now. I, I, lo-
1: I, lo- I lost count now, Joe. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. As as a you know, a, 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 one thing probably a lot of us deal with is is trying to to operate in these in these foreign places where we maybe we don't speak the language that well. Uh, I mean, you've you've sort of gone native and you know quite literally you know grown roots and had children there. Um, but but. Talk a little bit about you know some of the challenges, or maybe some of the kind of unfair advantages you had being being a foreigner in in a place like in a place like Norway.
1: I mean, language is a relative issue because in business everybody speaks English, so that was not a disadvantage. If anything, an advantage because I felt if I could have more experience working in English than many of the people I interact with. I think there is in the Nordic culture um, much more. Um, there is a certain reticence or, you know, skepticism to foreigners in terms of the thinking and the practices, uh, because it's like, well, here things, you know, they, they hear things are different type of mentality. That was certainly uh, uh, not easy, and that's why I choose to work in, in very international environments. Maine was very international. Navico was extremely international. We have, I think, three. Uh, four employees in 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 norway but it's more it was just the headquarters and and now in gelato we are over 300 people and 52 nationalities but i think the the it gives you a a good perspective of being humble to 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 recognize that you don't understand how things are in the context that you're applying and 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 be much more um try to avoid biases when you you listen to what they are but at the same time I always kept a very strong mindset of uh, both personally and in Gelato, and we never compare ourselves with other Nor- Norwegian companies. Like we are a global company. I work with my investors are foreign. My CEO is foreign. My team is, is all over the world. I, I see myself more like I am com- my competition is foreign. Uh, so my frame of reference has always been an inspiration as well uh, as, as foreign. So in that sense, I, I try to bring that. And I think that perspective is value. Because when you speak to people in in the country, wherever you are, whether it's in Norway or or when I go back to Spain and you bring those perspective, people that don't have it, I think they have a certain uh, positive um, reaction to say uh, that uh, admiration in a way and openness. And I think if if you meet with people that are open in the world, that that comes a long way. And if you meet people that are going to be close, that they will always find a reason why that doesn't apply to them or or that doesn't go. But I um. I try to adapt and not adapt others, obviously, but uh, that's what I've always done, and and I find that it's it's, it's okay for me. Um, I'm really happy to to what I've been able to 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 work and relate to here. All right, last
0: question. I'm kind of trying to bait you into saying something controversial, but uh, what you're obviously it's a very dynamic company, a very well-run company, but you're based in Norway. Uh, when when you're talking to you know, uh, let's call them somewhat arrogant uh silicon valley maybe london startup people what sort of a what sort of a response do you get uh, you know yeah ab- no, ab- about but, about you know where you're based and and yeah. what have you
1: i mean Funny enough, we in 2001 we were preparing for a uh, capital raise uh, for quite a bit of time, and we raised in 2001 after COVID. And when we were preparing, and I heard the stories of these roadshows and so on, it was like, wow, we're going to be traveling uh, alone. And I was actually quite excited because I love to travel and, and and see these places where the investors are, Silicon Valley, New York, and London. And, but actually COVID came and we did this all virtually and it was quite funny because many of them, they didn't know where we were, right? So they were di- dialing mm-hmm. from 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 Silicon Valley. Where, where is that you guys are? Like Norway? Does, where is that? <laughs> but uh, no, apart from that, we did manage to successfully close a, a, a significant run and we did it all virtually. I think today, um, in our situation, when, when you speak to somebody that comes from that type of environment or distance to where we are but they see uh, the team the leadership team we have we're actually um we're no, no norwegian w- one person is norwegian in the leadership team the ceo is foreign they see your background and where you've been and they can make these connections whether it's your business school or the consulting company i work or they they very quickly start to like you know connect in a in a, in a different level we've never been seen as um and Norwegian and Norwegian company, maybe quite the contrary. They say, "Oh, it will be so exotic to go and visit you guys, uh, since we are, you know, <laughs> in, in the valley and this." But yeah, it's a, uh, it's not, is a, uh, it's actually amazingly incredible what we are able to achieve today with with technology.
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah, You're a wonderful example of that. All right, last question, uh, two parter. What, what, uh, what can we as the community? uh do for you in 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 your current role and vice versa what are you able to do to 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 help out the community
1: yeah i mean insert has given me uh, in a way, INSEAD and this community, especially the people like you, Joe, and, and, and the connections I made, give me a lot. And, and I am here in, in a big part to that. I said I met my wife with Alex, I'm in the place I am, thanks to Brent and, and many, many friends. I, my life without INSEAD will not uh, be what it is today, very factually. Um, I, I So I'm always welcome to, to give uh, the community, whether it is you know, people reach out for uh, um, connections in this part of the world. I have a broad network, whether it is I am involved with uh, startups in this uh, part. I am, you know, sitting in the board of a VC fund. I uh, have advisory to some uh, CEOs as a kind of on a, on a, on a kind of, uh, yeah, let's say a, a part time basis. Anything that people are needed that it could be connecting to this part of where I can share my experience. Um, I'm humble not to give advice because um, that's not uh, something I, I, I try to do. But share experiences and mistakes, I'm really happy to do it, establish connections and, and help. Um, what the community can do for me, I, I think I've always found out the people very open to when you reach to them. I, I am now in a position that I will be um, not now immediately, but in a few years starting to think about the next chapter of my life type of projects. I heard some very exciting things that people in, in this podcast are revealing or when I spoke in the, in the, in the reunion, whether it is, you know, being more involved with the community, giving back, investing in other ventures. I think for me uh, being able to access the the, the network and, and getting in contact, contact with people to share ideas learn i'm a very fan of learning from from others and so every every person that can share their experience with me i really appreciate a lot and then um i um finally i have a, i have a, I talked to use various norway place here in norway i have a, a ski house so if anybody wants to come in this part of the world and and uh, enjoy some uh, good skiing i'm happy to uh, to to make that happen so yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, so I'm here, and uh, we got a free place to stay, and maybe if uh, if all goes well, uh, you can leave with it with a new spouse, right? That seems oh, to be yeah. what, uh, what, what what happens That's whenever it. you you travel to uh, the Scandinavia.
1: Oil, oil, and oil, and and, uh, and partners are the main sporting uh, sport material uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have out of this
0: party, uh, So Jose, thank you so much for your time. Really nice thank to you, uh, Joe.
1: catch up. I really, I really it. nice
0: catching up. Ciao.